0: to the Intentionally International Congregation podcast. We are the Rev. Matthew Lafferty, the Rev. Anitra Kitts, and the Rev. David Smith, three Americans living in Europe and involved with English-speaking congregations in non-English-speaking countries. We think that there's something interesting going on in these congregations, and we want to share what we learn with you. Today, Matthew and I are talking to the Rev. Daniel Morrow.
1: Um, My name is Dan Morrow. I'm an Episcopal priest. I'm at the Church of the Ascension in Munich, the Episcopal Parish uh, in Munich. Um, I've been here since November. Um, Also have uh, served churches in Zurich, Switzerland, and uh, Paris, France, as well as uh, several places in the U.S., and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here and uh, talk to you guys today.
0: We're grateful for Dan's time today, because together we're going to be talking about an international congregation in the middle of big change, hard change.
1: Um, I think the congregation's in the midst of kind of a healing process right now. They had, um, the last uh, rector had to be removed um, by the bishop, um, and yeah. Um, and uh, there, was so any time you have that kind of process, there's there's kind of factioning in a church, and there was.
0: And we wanted to see what Dan is thinking about as he enters this call to ascension. It turns out that he is thinking about a number of things, and that he thinks in systems, in processes, and in stages. I think this helps to diagnose a congregation's health and then to prescribe. Well. Perhaps the better word is to discern God's guidance for this congregation into a healthy and world-changing future. We also wanted to find out what he thought about doing this work in an international congregation.
2: I'm I'm interested in your in your work in intercultural congregational development and the the thesis are you've been working on. I'm not sure the status of that, if it's still in process or if you, you finish that, but tell us more uh, about what, what that looks like and what you've been thinking about.
1: Yeah. um,
2: So the,
1: I'm still writing, still writing the thesis and it's, but it's about intercultural Congregational development and the and the it's based on the work of of Milton Bennett, who's one of the you know forebears of of intercultural theory, and he developed what's called the intercultural um, development continuum, and it's a developmental continuum, and the theory says that every person goes through the various stages, but you could stop at any you can stop at any one of the stages. You can never, it's a developmental arc. And the thesis is basically um, an intercultural competency at its, at its most basic level is how one approaches to and and responds to difference. How one approaches difference, how one responds to it, how one acknowledges it, how one either accepts or rejects um, or just misses it entirely. <laughs> uh, and uh, so the thesis is basically if you can develop the uh, intercultural competence of your leadership, then you will also have a leadership that is um, is more nimble, more adept at addressing change, uh, better able to uh, to address conflict. So it's equating intercultural competency with um, facility and change processes, facility and working through conflict. The idea is that some of the skills and um, and the mindset that you develop as you develop your intercultural competency are also um, the same skills and mindset you need to address complicated change or complicated issues and problems. So the idea is that those it's the difference between that technical change and adaptive change, you know. And basically adaptive change requires, in essence, it requires the same skills that intercultural competency um, requires. So the thesis is if you build if you build your competency interculturally, you also will have uh, kind of concomitant
2: competencies that are built up um that will that will serve the church thank you one of of the things um, i'm that we're interested in, in hearing is is both um frameworks the theoretical but also um how this lives out in in congregations of different sizes shapes uh denominational affiliations um uh Places all, all kinds of things help us understand what your congregation looks like. You've mentioned already it's fifty percent British, twenty ish percent North American (U.S., Canada), and the other thirty percent from from other places. What other kinds of diversity is is present there that that needs to be tended to, or 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 maybe is is marginalized? Um, or minimized is the word that, that, that you were using, that is minimized in, in some of the conversations in the congregation?
1: Yeah. So part of, of what I'm going to say is, is kind of conjecture. I don't know, and I'm not judging at all. Um, I do know that the church was, in the past, much more diverse than it is now. And much of the diversity in the church from from um, majority uh, majority world countries, uh, you know, uh, uh, from Africa and, and from Asia, et cetera, um, much of that left the church in the mid early mid two thousands when the Episcopal Church um, uh, ordained an openly gay Bishop, and um, from what I heard, um, it the, it it wasn't really discussed, talked about. It was just accepted, and and said, "If you know, this is who we are. This is our, these are our values." Um, so, from a and its values that I resonate with uh, very strongly. Um, my the thing I wonder about is um, because a large group left the church and have never come back, and we usually throw um, we usually kind of chalk that up to um, well, some people are liberal and some people are conservative, and that's true. Um, so don't want to to minimize that, at the same time, though, um, there are processes that, that acknowledge diversity, that give people opportunities to, to express their thoughts, feelings, um, and also feel a part of the, the church um, that, when used, can help to hold communities together in spite of, of significant differences in, in theology. Or in politics, when you're the only game in town, in a sense, you know we're really one of the only we're really the only kind of very liturgical English speaking church in the area. You're naturally going to have more diversity than you would in in a place like the states where people can self select based on affinity or political uh, ideology, et cetera. Um, You can't really self-select here (laughs) in that same way. So um, if it's really about how one reacts to differences and the skills that one develops to to address those differences, it's one of the most important uh, skills I think clergy and church leadership can, can develop. For instance, if anyone who's been in a church longer than a minute has been involved in some kind of conflict and um many times those conflicts especially in international churches are just laden with cultural baggage that either goes unacknowledged or is is uh, or unassumed even um you know or Even worse, and what gets more vitriolic is when when behaviors that mean one thing in one culture are assumed to mean something quite different in another culture. Um, So for instance, in in Germany, let's just Germany and US, in Germany, people are much more direct. Than even the United States, which is one of the more direct cultures in the world, um, but people will say, and, but they will say things here that come from a place of caring and concern that are m- more direct than than people from the U.S. are used to hearing, and they're more direct than people from England, which is even less direct than the U.S. are are used to hearing, and they're way less direct. Than some African or South American cultures, or Caribbean cultures, um, where you would say, you know, for instance, um, in Zurich, every time my boss said, "Oh, that's interesting," I knew that he hated the idea because you know, <laughs> he, was, he was English and and he was much less. He didn't want to hurt my feelings, so he said, "Oh, well, it's interesting. We'll have to think about it," which meant, you know, please never bring that up again. Uh, Whereas uh, a German might say, I think that's a terrible idea. And here are the reasons why it's bad. They're not being rude, they're being German. They're being direct. They're, they're offering their perspective to you as a gift. And if you interpret it as rude, then you've really kind of missed the, the intercultural highway.
0: You talked about Ascension having an extended period of um, conflict, Um, some of the worst kind of conflict that you can get into in a church with the loss of a pastor as well as um, the cultural, cultural wars, the, this is what I would call it in the United States, but I think just the overall issues around what is and is not within the boundaries of appropriate or not appropriate sexual orientations or behaviors, you saying that Ascension has kind of gone through a lot of uncomfortable space and a conflict that was made even worse by unexamined um, cultural contexts between the people within the congregation. And now you are here, 90 days in, uh, where, now what?
1: We are... um... In the middle of a process where we're working with the congregation to, in very approachable ways, to talk about identity and values, so that we can, um, because many times um, conflicts and and um, not just conflicts, but ineffectualness, just uh, is is a result of conflicting. Um, commitments. So it's not just competing um, or conflicting assumptions. So this is what a church should do. And somebody's acting and always in a meeting, always pushing for this agenda while other people are pushing for this agenda. So we're working on identity and values through some kind of very approachable processes so that what we can do is we can say, this is who we are. This is what we value about our Anglican identity—the um, stream that we come from. Not denigrating any other streams, but saying this is, but really living into that. Because, as you mentioned, a lot of times, even though it's an, you might have a Methodist church or a or a Lutheran church um, internationally, the majority of people may not be Methodist or may not be Lutheran.
2: Now, you were talking, I think this is, we've, we've taken an interesting route to get to this point, but it's this question about identity. And you're talking about uh, identity and values and cultivating um, a stronger or clearer Anglican identity um, as, as part of your vision for um, your ministry and, and for the life of this congregation that you're serving if you know
1: who you are, and you can express that clearly, um, if you know what your values are, and you can express them clearly, if you know, then moving on, you can say, okay, this is what we're called to do. And even something as simple as this is what we feel called to do in the next couple of years, right, you can get as granular as you like, um, then what what you can do is you can say no more effectively and more compassionately. And your no is not, um, can be seen as a, um, as a, it's seen as a statement of identity and not a statement of preference or not a statement of of, uh, who's in the in crowd and who's out.
2: And how are you planning to cultivate some of that identity? I think particularly, how are you planning or thinking you could cultivate a stronger Episcopal Anglican identity within this community?
1: So part of how we're cultivating the sense of identity is through a series on identity (laughs) and values. And it's a Wednesday night series on Zoom. So last week, I taught about specific facets of Anglican spirituality. Uh, It was received pretty well, I think. Um, we didn't have a ton of people come, so we need to, to um, maybe offer it again or find different avenues for offering it. As you can tell, Matthew and Anitra talked to Dan early in his process. How does it work out? Can good border keeping of denominational identity help an international congregation recover and thrive? We hope to talk to Dan again in a few months to find out.
0: I am the Reverend Anitra Kitts, and together with the Reverend Matthew Lafferty and the Reverend David Smith, we produce this podcast, Intentionally International. <laughs>